Hello and welcome to The Green Hornet from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game, public enemies who try to destroy our America. With his faithful valet Cato, Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with the underworld, risking his life that criminals and racketeers within the law may feel its weight. By the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Britt Reed in the thrilling adventure, Chain of Evidence. The Green Hornet strikes again. Britt Reed, young publisher of the Daily Sentinel, entered the outer office. I took longer for lunch than I intended. I did expect you back sooner, Mr. Reed. Dr. Oten's here. He's waiting in your office, as you suggested. Good. I thought he'd be more comfortable in there if he had arrived before me. Has he been here long? Oh, about ten minutes, I'd say. I'll go right in. Sorry to keep you waiting, Dr. Oten. That's perfectly all right, Mr. Reed. Perfectly all right. I see you brought in the last article of your series. Yes, that finishes the series. I've enjoyed writing the mystery. We were fortunate to have such a brilliant scientist as you contributing such a series to the Daily Sentinel. I'll uh, clip these sheets together. <laughs> what have we here? Oh, I, I'm so sorry. I, <laughs> that container of paper clips was on your desk, and as I sat here, I... Oh, well, it's sort of a nervous habit, you see. I make a chain of them without thinking. <laughs> I haven't a loose clip in my own desk. <laughs> I have a habit of bending them into unpredictable shapes, especially when I sit here trying to figure out something. Uh, there, I found a loose one. I'll send this to the proofreader's desk right away. How's your work coming along, Doctor? Fine, fine. Uh, my assistant and I are on the verge of a great discovery. Uh, but you'll hear of it in due time. 
I'd better be getting back to my place. I feel more at home in a laboratory. I'm glad you waited. Your check, as usual, will be mailed to you. Thank you. Uh, good afternoon, Mr. Reed. Good afternoon, Dr. Rodden. <laughs> yes, Mr. Reed? Will you come in a moment, Miss Case? Yes, sir, right away. <laughs> oh, you certainly messed up those paper clips. What is it, Mr. Reed? As soon as this goes down to the proofreader's desk, it's Dr. Roden's final article for tonight's late edition. Yes, sir. You know, Dr. Oaten reminds me of the type that usually plays a meek little bookkeeper in the movies. <laughs> he has a brilliant mind. That's what counts as a scientist. You'd better get that article downstairs right away. Yes, sir. I'll take it right down myself. <laughs> hey, look, Gunnigan. Here comes Casey. Hey, Cassie, what are you doing in the city room, I'd like to know? Well, you must know. I'm taking this article by Dr. Doton to be proofread. Oh, don't pay any attention to Mike, Miss Case. He thinks the whole city room's his office. Uh, is that so now? Say, Casey, isn't that Dr. Oton the guy that's trying to smash the atom or something like that? <laughs> oh, imagine that. The guy that don't know what an atom is. <laughs> well, an atom is... Uh, uh, that is, it's a... Uh, oh, well, look, I got work to do. Come, boy. <laughs> you see, I knew you really didn't know. Oh, what a <laughs> Say, Casey, I got an idea. Oh, well, be kind to it. It must be lonesome, Michael. <laughs> uh, listen, I was just thinking, it would be a feather to me cap if I could get an interview with Orton and find out just what he is trying to do. Gunnigan wouldn't assign me to do it, I know. So I think I'll sneak over there later and see what I can find out. Look... Maybe you'd better now, find out. Now, don't try to talk me out of it, and don't go telling on me. Maybe I'll come back with the feature. Who knows? <laughs> yes. Who does know? <laughs> okay, laugh away. But maybe you'll be surprised. You never can tell. Meantime, in a comfortable apartment not very far from Dr. Oton's residence, Two men of foreign appearance sat sipping highballs in a leisurely manner. Well, is it not about time we should get some word of Oton's progress? Hmm? Have patience, Pedro. We are paid well for waiting. In fact, I find it most pleasant. Bill here when it's time. Yes. As you say, it is pleasant. But we must not forget our mutual purpose, amigo. I shall not forget. Don't worry. I expect any moment to receive word that Oton has been successful. Then we will act. The worthy doctor doesn't know the cause for which he's working so earnestly, huh? No one must know that <laughs> yet, my friend. If everything works out as we plan, the future will be very bright for us. Ah! Drink, Pedro, to our success. To our success, Carl. The last report we had was that we might expect the good news today or tomorrow. I know. And remember, today is not over yet. We shall wait and hope. After leaving the Daily Sutton building, Dr. Oten went to his home and entered the office of his private laboratory. His assistant, George Carberry, rose from his desk with a smile as the doctor entered. Dr. Oten, we have it. I've been waiting for you to get back. We've done it. Wonderful, George. Wonderful. I was sure of it earlier. But I wanted you to check and make sure. Here it is, all down in black and white. But this formula for the use of a more common medium for atomic power than uranium will, will make you famous. That 
formula, George, will make history. Yes. Of course, our lives wouldn't be worth two cents if it became known that we have this. As soon as we make copies of it, it we'd better... It would be uh, dangerous to keep that completed formula here even that long, George. But nobody could know that we've been successful. One never knows when or how such information gets out, but sometimes it does. Uh, no, George, uh, you must take that formula to Washington tonight. Yes, I, I guess you're right. I can take a midnight plane. Uh, better yet, there's a plane at 8 o'clock. Uh, take that one. All right, I'll try to get reservations. I'll clean up my lab bench. It'll take me about 20 minutes. Then I'll go over to my place and pack. I'll make sure of my reservation from here before I leave. Good. I'll be very much relieved to hear you've delivered that formula in Washington. And I'll be glad when I do. You can bet on that. I... Wait a minute. Well, I... Oh, pardon, sir. I was just bringing tea. I see. How long have you been standing here, Watkins? I... No time at all, sir, really. Uh, what is it, George? Uh, Watkins with tea. Uh, tell him to take it away. And he may forget about dinner, too. I'll get a snack later. Well, very good, sir. All right. Uh, you may go now, Watkins. Thank you, sir. I hope he didn't hear our plans, Doctor. I trust Watkins, George. I'm sure there's nothing to worry about. I'm putting this formula in this large manila envelope. I'd better not trust it to your briefcase. You might lose it. Uh, put it in your inside coat pocket. All right, but don't worry. The only way anyone would get that would be over my dead body. Good. Uh, here it is, George. Thanks. I'll be careful with it. Now I'll do what I have to do so I can get home and pack. All right. Uh, I'm going to give Watkins the evening off, and I'll go rest a while. Unless there's something you may want to no, discuss. No, uh, you go right ahead. I'll finish here and lock the laboratory when I go. I'll phone you from Washington. Fine. Uh, Goodbye, then. And good luck. Thanks, Dr. Roden. And don't worry. I won't. Goodbye. It was almost half an hour later when Mike Axford stopped his car in front of Dr. Roden's home. This is the place, all right. Well, Mike is welcome in. tomorrow, and perhaps he'll see you. I have to go now. Uh, hold on. Maybe you, being his assistant now, can tell me a bit of news. News? News about what? Uh, is it true that you discovered something big in there, you and Dr. Orton? No. Uh, no, of course not. What gave you that idea? Oh, you've got to think it maybe has... Sorry, uh, I have to leave now. Uh, don't ring that bell. Uh, the butler isn't there to answer. Hey, wait a minute, will you? Maybe I can drive you where you want to go. I got me car. No, uh, no thanks. Uh, I've got a cab at the corner. Goodbye. Huh. No, isn't he the friendly one? Oh, well, might as well get me jalopy and head for the Sentinel. <laughs> A short time later, George Carberry unlocked the door to his apartment and entered. 
coming through from my den. Must have left the window up in there. Funny, though, I don't remember leaving it open. Now, where's that light switch? What the... What are you doing here? Why are you sitting there at my desk like that? Now, look here. If there's something you wanted to... Why do you stare at me like that? What's the idea anyway? Well, say something. Don't just sit there and... Now, look here. That gun, it must be some sort of a joke. Why should you... The formula. That's it. You want that formula. Is that it? For heaven's sake, talk to me. Say something. Put that gun away and let's... No! No! Don't shoot! Wait, I... We'll continue our Green Hornet adventure in just a moment. A short time after the happening in George Carberry's apartment, Mike Axford was in the city room of the Daily Sentinel with Gunnigan and Britt Reed when the phone rang. Sentinel City Room? Yeah, this is Gunnigan. Who are you, Lowry? What have you... What's that? Yeah? 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 Who? Yeah? What the... Yeah? Holy smoke! Get some follow-up and call it in to rewrite as soon as you can. Goodbye. Copy, boys! Copy, boys! What's breaking, Gunnigan? Murder. Lowry just called from cop headquarters. It's George Carberry. What? Carberry? Right. Copy, boys! Stop the presses, Gunnigan. Give it an extra. Banner headline and three columns spread of the story. Okay, Chief. Hey, one combination of you men. Hey, Reed. Who's that guy Carberry, anyway? Dr. Roten's assistant. Oh, Dr. Roten's assistant, eh? Hey, what? What? Roten's assistant? That's right. Stuff and snakes, Reed. I saw him about 45 minutes ago. You saw Carberry? Where? Just outside Doc Orton's place. I went over there thinking I could interview the Doc sort of. Well, did Carberry speak to you? That he did. Well, what did he have to say? Anything important? Nope, but he acted sort of funny, seemed like. You know, nervous, that is. He was just leaving the house and said he was in a hurry. I see. Maybe you'd better go down to police headquarters and help Lowry cover the story. Let me know if you hear anything new. Okay, Reed. I'll go down right now. <laughs> was two hours later when Axford came back and was giving Brick Reed a report in his office. The body was found in Carberry's den. The killer got in through the window from the fire escape. Have the police turned up any clues? No, nope. there weren't any around the den, not even a fingerprint. Did you go to Dr. Odin's with the police? That I did. I'll tell you about that. Inspector Carson took me along with them. We were let in right away. And right away, Carson began to ask the doc questions. Do you have any idea why anyone should want to kill your assistant, George Carberry? Yes, Inspector. George Carberry was carrying a very valuable secret formula. He was about to leave for Washington with it. I see. Well, can you tell me the nature of the formula? Of course. It was a formula for the practical release of atomic energy from a substance far more common than uranium. Oh. You can readily see why it must be recovered as soon as possible. Well, that is a serious loss. Well, far more serious than you may think at present, Inspector. There is no other copy of the formula. Hmm. Who might have been in a position to know that you had that completed formula? No one knew but Carberry and myself. Unless... Unless what? My butler could have overheard our conversation. 
We found him just outside the laboratory door right after we had discussed it. I see. Where's your butler now? Off for the evening. I, uh, I expected him back, of course, later tonight. We'll put out a dragnet for him at once. Can you tell me anything more, Doctor? Uh, no, I'm afraid not. I was lying down when George left here. Sure, that's what he told me. Who told you? Carberry. I came here to interview the doc. I met Carberry coming out. He said the doctor was resting, so I went back to the Sentinel. I hope your department can do something, Inspector. Every minute is precious. If the murderer gets away with that formula... I understand, Doctor. We'll do all we can. Right now, I'm interested in talking to that butler of yours as soon as he can be found. That's all we got out of Olton Reed. He was upset over the whole thing. What about the butler? Oh, the cops found him in a movie. They took him down for questioning. He's still at headquarters, but he just keeps saying he don't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. Well, go on back to police headquarters, Axford. I'm going along home. If you hear anything new, let me know. Okay, Reed. I'll call you. Rick Reed left the Sentinel building and went to his apartment where Quito, his faithful Filipino valet, and the only person knowing his identity as the Green Hornet, was waiting. They were soon discussing the Carberry case. It's too bad about death of Carberry, but loss of formula means trouble for country and future. More likely trouble for the world, Cato. The one who has that formula gets out of the city, the chances of finding it will be very slim. This is sure one time quick action is needed. Well, maybe a green hornet able to find out something quick. Maybe. It's worth a try. But so far, there's nothing to go on. Perhaps if I could get a look at Carberry's den, I might turn up something. Oh, the police went over it thoroughly. Will you go to Carberry's place? Yes. Axford told me there's a policeman posted there, but we'll find some way. Let's go, kiddo. Black Beauty will be safe here in the shadows, kiddo. We're close to Carberry's place. Well, how do you get in to investigate? The killer went in through the den window off the fire escape. I'll go in the same way. I want you to take one of the guns we have in the glove compartment. Put in a couple of blank cartridges. Oh, yes, sir. Then what I do? As soon as you see me on the fire escape near the window, go around into the hallway of the building. Make sure you're not seen. Then fire the gun. That'll take the police guard from the apartment long enough for me to look things over. Oh, it's a good idea. I get a gun ready now. Then we go. A short time later, Britt Reed stood on the fire escape outside the open window to Carberry's den. A cautious glance inside had shown him the guard sitting at the desk reading. Suddenly... The medical last came from inside the building. I'll investigate. There he goes. I'll go in now. I have to work fast. Cato caused quite some excitement. Well, let's see now. Nothing at the top of the desk, of course. The usual stuff in this middle drawer. Pencils, rubber bands, clips, and so forth. Nothing that... Wait a minute. This is interesting. Uh-oh. Guard coming back. You'll see me in another second. Hey! Hey, you! Halt! Well, you have narrow escape, Mr. Britt. Yes, Cato. That guard didn't stay out of the apartment long. You don't have time to investigate very much. I had time enough, Cato. What do you mean by that? I mean I'm almost certain I know who killed Carberry. Who do you think? I'd rather wait till I prove my point before I tell you any more, Cato. Right now, I want to talk to Dr. Roten. Step on it. Hey, 
Dr. Oten was busy cleaning out Carberry's laboratory desk. Too busy, in fact, to notice the sinister figure that eased in and softly closed the door after him. What was that? Who? You're wearing the mask of the Green Hornet. Right. Getting ready for a new assistant, I see. Of course. I cannot work alone. Why have you come? I came to get my cut of the money you got for that formula, Odin. I, are you crazy? I don't know what you're talking about. You killed Carberry so you could sell the formula. Ridiculous. Is it? <laughs> I make it a point to be in on deals like this one. Suppose I told you that you left certain evidence behind you proving you went to Carberry's. Suppose I told you that perhaps I know you went with that formula when you left Carberry's. You're bluffing. Am I? Maybe you want to call my bluff. In that case, the police could pick up the man who has the formula. And if they do, you're sunk. How about some of that money? You say I left certain evidence behind. The police haven't found any or they would have come here. That means you found it and connected it with me. So what? Do we come to terms? I uh, have no money here. I, I'll have to go get it. If you wish, you may come along. Fine. That suits me. Let's go. Meantime, Pedro Sorrell and Carl Renton were packing suitcases in their apartment. We get out on the midnight plane to Chicago, Pedro. From there, we fly to Mexico City. Everything is worked out well, Carl. If he's out in signal, Carl, I wonder why he's come back. Go let him in. We'll soon find out. Now, wait. That was two and three. The signal that someone's with him. A warning. We'll keep our guns in in this. Yes. Now... Open the door. Who is this, Dr. Orton? Well, you men are ready for business, I see. This gun is trained on you, my masked friend. Stay on the other side of the room. Pedro, he can't shoot two of us at once if he should try. Where did you bring him here? He's the famous Green Hornet. Don't you recognize that? Yes, of course, but we have no dealings with the Hornet. Why have you bought him? This man says he found evidence showing I visited Carberry. There's only one thing that might be called evidence, and that one thing was something performed through habit. Carberry noticed it, and one other person noticed it, only today. But if he knows you left evidence, if you were fool enough to leave such evidence, we're all in danger, Dr. Oden. There's no danger for us, Renton. Did you know there's a $25,000 reward for the Hornet's capture? Yeah, you wish something worth millions. Something that may decide the future of the world for a paltry reward you hope to get for this criminal's capture. You shouldn't have brought him here. If you turn him in, he can talk. His friends outside can talk. Hodden, you are a fool, a dumb cop. We must do something, Carl. But wait, Renton. I'm trying to tell you. I know who this man you is. You have betrayed us with your love of money. You're through, Dr. Horton. No, wait. Let me tell you. Hold on, you. Don't shoot. Now, Hornet, you're next. You turn out the lights. You get away, Carl. That's right, I will. You... You missed, Keller. So I'll make for the window. Wait, Carl. I'm over here, too, near the window. Oh, my shoulder... I am Your pal is out of bullets. I can't have sex. Get away! No good would be Nazi. Take this. Oh. Offer some lights. No, stay away. I am hurt, can't you see? Where's the formula? Speak up, or I'll... The colonel has it. In this coat pocket. That's the truth. Then take a taste of gas. No, no. Tip off to the police. We'll finish this business. They'll find that formula. Some grilling will do the rest. <laughs> 
police not take long to get there, Mr. Britt. No. I waited around just to make sure they did get there. Oton killed Carberry. And now those two foreign agents will die for killing Oton. Well, how you guess Oton killed Carberry? In the middle drawer of Carberry's desk was a chain made of paper clips. I guess that Oton made that while he waited for Carberry. When he was at my office today, he made a chain of paper clips. Said it was a nervous habit. Well, that good. He'd like chain of evidence against Oton. It was almost a chain of evidence against me, too, Cato. Oden was smart enough to reverse things and figure out that I must be Britt Reed. Well, that not good. If others find Luck out... was with me and against Oden. <laughs> he didn't have a chance to tell her. Mr. Britt, as Mr. Axe would say, you have very narrow escape. Holy crow! <laughs> <laughs> These copyrighted dramas originate in the studios of WXYZ Detroit. And all characters, names, places, and incidents used are fictitious. 